Instant Web Celeb is here to help small business owners and entrepreneurs grow their online social following and garner more traffic and engagement to their accounts. Whether you're an entrepreneur, run an online blog, or simply want to grow your profile, we will market your social media account and help you build your online presence by gaining you more followers and likes on all social media sites. Visit instantwebceleb.com today to see instant growth to your social media profile and use coupon code WEBCELEB for a 10% discount. Become the next Instant Web Celeb now. Instantwebceleb.com Welcome to episode 12 of the Level X podcast. As always, I'm your host, David. My name is Jesus. Guys, and if you guys follow us on our Twitter handle, first of all, I'm going to start off with that, Jesus. Follow us on our Twitter handle, Level X Podcast on Twitter. I'll spell that out for them, man. L-E-V-E-L-X Podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, and the reason I want to start off with that, Jesus, is because we are back from the grave, man. Um, I don't know what's been happening with, with us lately, man. We've just been putting too much work on our side businesses, I feel, that, you know, we're kind of letting this one slip a little bit. If that ain't the truth, man, yeah. So we were gone for like three weeks, made a podcast, and that was two weeks ago now. So this is officially episode 12 of the Level X podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us, whether you're in your car, your job, whether you're at home, I don't know, making some chicken and you just wanted to put this podcast on, or even if you didn't intentionally mean to listen to this, but it somehow came on. Thank you so much if you're still listening. Um, We have a great, great show ready for you guys today. So David, kick us off, man. What are we going to be talking about first? Man, to tell you the truth, we don't have any books to discuss this week. You know, I barely started. If you guys follow me on my personal Twitter, um, you guys know that I haven't been reading for the last two weeks. Um, Is there a reason for that? or Basically, no, man. I was reading a book, and then I didn't really... I enjoyed it, but it wasn't... How do you say it? I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get through it because it was kind of too abstract for me. And I'm not I'm not into, you know, where you had to find the meaning. kind of deeper meaning within yeah. that. And, I, and then sometimes I get confused. I was like, I sometimes don't understand what the author is trying to say. Right. So I was like, yeah, this is too much for me. So I kind of quit that. And then I fell into like a little slump with my, with my <laughs> reading habits. But I'm back on track, so... I'm not going to be able to even discuss books for like, I don't know, like for the next month because the book I am reading is about seven to a thousand pages long. Jesus. And that is the Iliad by Homer. If you guys don't know, it's an epic poem about the Trojan War. But um, I don't even know if I want to discuss that on here. You know, it's more of a, um, it's not even a self-help book. It's more like a fictional book. But, just for my own pleasure. But is there a reason why you're reading that book in well, specific? No, the only reason is because it was on my reading list. And then the thing with the way I read books is that once I read them, I go deeper into the backstory behind the book as to I, find, I try finding out more about the author, more about the book. Um, so then I started reading this book and it's about Greek, Greek mythology. So then I started talk, um, looking more into greek mythology and then um also about like philosophers or authors or writers back in the time back in back in those times um so you know that's just it it's just it caught my attention and now i'm just kind of discovering 
the Greek mythology and but that guy that. Homer he's like a legend no he's like a big well, philosopher back in the day oh they don't even know if he actually existed <laughs> so so it's just so, a, so you might not have written I know well, there's someone well, who read the book but well I don't know I mean I just I barely read the book I barely read like the first you know first chapter so yeah. I can't really tell you much about it I just know that it deals with that so it's like well not the book just homer the author so yes it, it's not a bibliography or anything so i don't yeah. really know much so all I right can't, I, I don't really want to talk about something i don't know much about well i'm sure the viewers will still want to know when you do finish the book if you can tell them more about it but more on that in a month's time when david is done with the iliad by homer but as far as me personally i kind of also fall under the same boat as david now i've been reading a book for the past week that which is self-help slash business but i will talk about that when the time comes now i actually started reading two books at a time one for business slash help but the other one for pleasure and the series i've been reading for pleasure is the a song of ice and fire books by george r martin after the disappointing what it was fifth sixth what season is the show on it's going to it's going to his um, seventh actually. Okay, so after a disappointing sixth season of Game of Thrones, I was like, you know what? I actually wanna, I wanna read a good story of Game of Thrones. I don't wanna watch this garbage and have the whole story like ruined basically because of the lack of quality. So I started reading the A Song of Ice and Fire books, and I actually just finished the first book, A Game of Thrones. Yeah. So yeah, that book was great. Very close to the first season of the show. So. If you are planning on reading it, just expect that, that there's not a lot of major, or actually there's not really any big changes at all. There are, of course, more details, but the book stays pretty close to the show, or I guess in this case, the show stick, stuck pretty close to the book. As far as Game of Thrones, man, great, great book. I definitely recommend you read it if you're into fantasies or just big political dramas, I guess. But, man, there was a lot of crazy stuff in that book, just... A lot of things at play, and it was awesome, man. I truly, truly enjoyed it. I'm I'm currently on the second book, a clash of clean, <laughs> clash of clean, mm. a clash of kings, and already started off strong. And I'm definitely intrigued to see where the story goes and how it diverges from the show, because I'm sure George R. R. Martin, man, for some reason, I feel like that guy. He's kind of also like. What? a little hipster. Like he hate. Mm-hmm. He, I think secretly George R. R. Martin hates the show. Like, at first he might have been okay with it, but then, because he hasn't even put out the last book, like, The Wind's a Winner, I think he's not going to put it out until the show ends, because he's like, oh, well, the the show ruined my series, like, because the show started, like, going, and he did approve of the show. He, of course, because they already paid him the money, I'm sure of it, they paid him the money, I mean, they're not going to stop the show just because he doesn't approve of it anymore. Like, he's not even really a big factor anymore. They're just going with it. And and at that point, I think he's kind of disappointed where the, in where the show headed. So he's like, I will screw you guys. Like, I'll let you drive the show to the ground. I don't, I'm already paid. I just care about my books. And he's going to wait till the show finishes. And then he's going to bring out, like, these amazing books. And he's going to be like, oh, well, sh- look. Look what they did, but now look what I'm doing. Um, I actually agree with you in that one, man. Um, even though I haven't read the the books too much, I have seen some interviews with George. Probably just two, not a couple. <laughs> I just seen like two, and they were brief. They weren't even on him, but they were just asking him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Something tells me that he kind of is like a little hipster in the sense that 
Well, he, he doesn't not a hipster. He just really cares about his books, like the no, material, I, the time but, he's put well, into hold the... Hold up, let me okay, explain. Okay, yeah. Number one rule of being a listener is like... I understand. You have to, you have to wait for your... You want to... Never mind. Just wait for your turn. What I'm saying is that... Because everyone kind of... I feel since it's a big world now, the Game of Thrones world, yeah. there's a lot of fans. Yeah. And there's these fans where they get so wrapped up in the world that they're like... Because there is still some mysteries in the in right. the world and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. For example, like Jon Snow's father or whatever, yeah. right? And these fans go... They, they dive. Like, they dive into the into the world, and they're trying to like, basically uncover uncover this mystery that they don't really know for sure. They're just like, "Whoa, see, this basically proves that I'm right or something." Yeah, yeah. Right? They're trying to do like little theory, you know. Yeah. Oh, and this is why this is this is right. Yeah. But I feel deep down, maybe George looks at that and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm at, I'm like, I'm gonna just change it up so so you, everyone could be surprised." Yeah, he, he's definitely. I think wrapped up or involved in that whole community because I think that's what he does, right? He goes to like these conventions. He he he's kind of a fan himself. Like yeah, I think, I think before he even wrote the books, he was just a major major fan of like that genre. Because I know he read all like the um, Tolkien books. The the guy who wrote um, the fucking Lord of the Rings and I the heard Hobbit that he like also kind of based his shit off of also um, Star Wars and stuff like that. Oh well, he's probably he's pretty much a nerd. That's what yeah. he is. He's a nerd. So he's probably like before. He's probably one of those guys who was like wrapped up in like all this mythology and shit. And he really dives into his material. So that's a good thing. But also, like I said, it also has prevented him from writing that final book. Or who, for all we know, it's written. He's just not going to release it right now. Yeah. So I just feel that I don't know. Like everyone's so caught up that they know. I just want, basically, I want him to surprise us still how he surprises us, like, in the first few seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because at this point, the show is getting so predictable, so George R. R. Martin is definitely going to switch it up. That's what he does. So, yeah, guys, definitely go read Game of Thrones. Great fantasy book. Great fiction book. Great, great, you know, universe that George R. R. Martin created. Well, anyway. besides that, <laughs> um, what, what do you have for us today, man? Today, I, I was watching this... YouTube video of Joe Rogan and he started talking about that app apparently everyone's been playing called Pokemon Go. Now, I don't know if you heard about this app, David. I have, I have. Okay, any thoughts about it and anything you can tell us about the app? Because I uh, haven't played it myself. Well, I don't really know much about it, but you, you, I think you should explain it to the to the listeners. Well, according to the video that I watched, Joe Rogan was doing his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Good podcast, check it out. But anyways, he had these two guests on and they started talking about Pokemon Go and apparently well I know what Pokemon Go is but the way they described it they went into like some conspiracy type thing where they started talking how Pokemon Go can scan like the areas you're in sometimes it opens the camera in your phone Mm -hmm. and it uses that camera to like scan your environment and it sends all that information to Google Maps because Pokemon Go is linked to Google Maps that that's how the augmented reality thing of Pokemon Go is it, it works it like has to open up your camera now I'm not sure because I read the comments of that video and there was these people saying no that's not true that's not what Google does or that's not what the uh, the game does but who knows man who knows for sure you, you, you really can't trust technology these days man because 
you just don't know what these companies are doing and no one reads those goddamn user agreements anymore so for all we know that it is happening it's scanning like your houses and shit like that and yeah. sending that information to google but anyways it just, well, they even, even from reading our google book man you know that's the future you know well that's what that the whole podcast was saying it was just talking about how eventually like google is gonna know is gonna have all the information to everything like your houses the streets you're on everything like it's gonna like the game is so immersive that google's gonna get all that information but as far as the game goes i mean it, it's harmless enough but we did get someone of an inside source on pokemon go someone who's actually played the game and we want to go ahead and uh, bring that person on so she can tell us her experience with Pokemon Go and how she almost lost her life playing the game. Okay, introducing now, um, it's, it's it's Jax. Jax, our, our, our sibling. Want to come on, Jax? Yeah, can we have some, like, John Cena music come in? No. Yeah. Introdu- da, 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 da. Okay, so introdu- what's your name? Um, Jax. My name is Jax. All right, well, and now we're, we're going to interview Jax. How was the game? Um, well, when I first I didn't even know, I when I first heard about Pokemon Go, I was like, "What is this?" Everybody was like talking about. it. I was like, "What's the big deal about Pokemon Go?" And then um, so I just downloaded it for myself, and um, it asked for my location, and I was like, "Because mm, I kind of heard stories about." Um, what did you hear? What are those stories? Because I've um, heard some stories too. Um, supposedly, they like kind of brought people to this location because there was supposedly pokemons and i guess they just um robbed them mugged them mugged them yeah <laughs> I've heard, I, in that in that podcast from joe it was also saying how they're luring people in with like these treats or, or something yeah, like that yeah, I don't know. and then they're like because the younger kids are playing this more than like the older kids or I, I don't even know who's playing this game man everyone's playing this game but pretty much they're luring the younger audience to like these discreet locations and then yeah they're like stealing their phones and then also apparently businesses are using those treats also to lure people into their shops and shit so they can actually purchase like more from their store or whatever so businesses are using it thieves are using it and apparently this game's taking over the world Jax what do you think um, did you like the game or I, I I'm gonna tell you it's very addicting so that's why I deleted it oh you deleted it <laughs> yeah yeah, um, um, so did you did you hear about the story that someone found love on Pokemon Go? No, I didn't hear uh, about s- that. Oh, someone found love on Pokemon Well, can you tell Anyways, us, elaborate on um, that? Um, so I guess, well, first, I del- like I said, I deleted the app because, um, it was getting a little too addicting, and I didn't want to be mugged, so I deleted it, and, um, but I had a lot of cool Pokemon, but anyways, now the story of the people finding love, so they fo- they both went to the same location, to find the Pokemon that they got. Yeah. And um, so supposedly the guy's like, oh, are you playing Pokemon Go? And the girl's like, yeah. They start talking about Pokemon. Um, so then the guy asked her out, and she said yes. Well, that's cool. Congrats <laughs> to those guys. But, man, this Pokemon Go game is taking over the world. Apparently it's made over, like, or well, it's made multiple billions of dollars already. Like, it's only been out for, like, a week or something like that. And, man... Nintendo struck gold with this game, bro. This is like, and and I actually read an article the other day. I think I put it on the Level X podcast Twitter account. How I did see that the the, the game 
really came about through like an April Fool's joke from Google. Google actually like did like this, like th they put out this video. It was completely fake, but it was like something with like a Pokemon challenge where they were gonna integrate Pokemon into their Google Maps, but it wasn't real. Like I said, it was an April Fool's prank. But like the I don't know who in Nintendo saw it, but they got inspired to actually bring that to life and now we have Pokemon Go like a year later and man it's take like I said it's taking over the world and made multiple billions of dollars but there is some because we were talking about it David how there's some danger to like this app and then just technology technology in general how I guess Google even if they do get in our information that's the kind of the price we pay for technology like this they say it's the best way to lose weight oh they are also saying that yeah I've said that well that's it Thank you, Jax, for coming on, um, sharing the insight. Our inside source, Jax, telling us more about the Pokemon Go and how it nearly ruined her life. Yeah. Almost died in a river. <laughs> <laughs> Go follow me on Instagram. No, no, actually, don't do that. Let's give it up for Jax one more time for coming on and sharing her tough, tough story of how her, uh, of her, of her personal struggles with the Pokemon Go app. So... Pokemon Go, play at your own risk. All right, David. Oh, but, but what about if you find love, though? Well, play at your own risk, because for all we know, that person's a terrible person. They're going to cheat on you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So what else you got for us, Jesus? Nothing, man. Just that the world is full of dangers. But you know who I am excited about? The one, the only, Damien Chazelle. Who? Let's talk about La La Land, the director of oh. La La Land. Okay, so this trailer came out, and I put it up like in multiple places because it was that damn good sadly it's only a teaser trailer it was like a minute and 30 seconds long but in that minute and, and as 30 long as a song man i i smiled i i almost cried i i found i i found out how to love again man that and and this film i not a i'm not a big fan of uh musicals personally i never saw Les Miserables because that movie was a musical, even though I've heard it was great. I never watched it because it looked boring as hell. Maybe the time period was just whack. But this movie, La La Land, it stars Ryan Gosling, M. Stone, and it's directed by the guy who directed Whiplash. What'd you say his name is? Damien Chazelle? This movie has a lot of potential, and like I said, the, f the teaser trailer does a great job at building intrigue. The cinematography looks great. The song in the trailer is phenomenal. I couldn't stop listening to it last night. But what did you think about the teaser, man? Man, I, you know, you interrupted me when I was doing work, and then I was like, yeah, this guy. And I already knew it was going to be exciting because you rarely come into my room saying, hey, you know, I have something to show you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I knew it was going to be great. But, like I told you, I watched it once and I was like, ah, it's alright. Watched it the second time and it was way better than the first time. Watched it the third time again and it was way better. So it gets better and better. I'm excited for this movie, man. And I'm excited for December to come already. And then just Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. They're beautiful people, man. So you put two beautiful people together, they make beautiful magic. So, I'm definitely excited to see Sonoya too. Mozino, that I'm Who? excited to watch her. Who's that? What do you mean? Who's that? I don't the, know who that is. The love interest of Ryan Gosling, besides Emma Stone. No, oh, she she's like a little foreign chick. What is she like, Asian? Yeah. No, oh, she looks yeah, she looks like I don't know if she can act, but she looks cute. Oh, and then J.K. Simmons in that too. So yeah, J.K. Simmons, 
he, last time he paired up with this guy, he won an Academy Award. So there's going to be... And maybe he'll be singing. That'll be dope. That guy's ripped as fuck now. That guy's ripped. <laughs> you ever seen J.K. Simmons? Like, Jim Creature? That guy's like 60 years old. That guy's... That guy's shredded, man. I think he's more shredded than me, man. That guy, maybe it's because he's old. And that's so. facts. Oh, yeah, and that's facts. All right. We, just to wrap it up, man, it's a short, fucked up uh, podcast because of you. Um, but uh, we have a question from uh, from anonymous user. Um, they emailed us for once. And they want to ask. Um, um, the main question is, he was, I was talking to one of my girlfriends I guess he's a guy. He's like, um, and they were talking about emotionally abusive red flags. Mm-hmm. So then they were talking, and then he's like, I began to realize that I hold nearly every single one of these red flags. He's like, I do these things with my girlfriend, my circle of friends, and my family. The red flags I'm talking about are things such as jealousy, self-victimizing, self-victimizing, narcissism. Um, gaslighting, overthinking, overreacting, mean jokes. Um, I've always known these things about myself in the back of my mind, it feels like, but I never realize in the moment I'm doing them. How do you change emotionally abusive behavior? And we're going to wrap the, uh, wrap it up with that question. Um, the Cause, first Because I know you have experience with this, no? Well, no. In, in the past? Some, some, but I've never been an emotionally abusive person at least you have you have man at least in my eyes i never like i know i have Plus. bad qu- what? what i have bad qualities but i've never been like oh i want to hurt other people intentionally i guess no one really does but there are some there are some people who right. do it and they get some pleasure of it the isn't pleasure that called, by it isn't that called um what's that word? masochism yeah well, not like that. I I think that's more sexual, but there are some oh, right, people right. who are just abusive and they feel good doing it. But anyways, I think the I think in order to change it, it's it's not going to be like I guess the first step is admitting it to yourself that you are abusive. So that's that's always the first step, man. Acknowledging that you have a problem. But to move on from there, I don't think it it's that simple, man. I don't think it's to the point where oh okay I, I acknowledge it and then alright now I can change myself I think you have to something has to happen for you to change so in this guy's case or in your case if you're listening um, <clears throat> you're probably gonna have to lose uh, you, you lose yeah. your girlfriend man before oh, before really, bro? actually really hits you cause like I said you need you need that loss to really impact you and to realize okay look like cause she's still with you I don't know why you're, if you're apparently abusive. So her still being with you in your mind. Maybe it, because it, it doesn't mean it, you know? I, I, I don't know. It just, and to me, if she's still with you, I think your mind is probably telling you, okay, well, look, it's okay to get away with these things. Like, you're, I think you continue mind to you, do it because your mind is like. He's saying that he does this not only with his girlfriend, his family, his friends. He does it with everyone. Well, because. So I, what about his friends, his family? I think at that point it's like maybe no one's really uh I don't know I don't know I think it's just it's just hard man you got to you got to go through some kind of loss or pain for you to for you to change unfortunately that's what has to happen in my eyes cuz from what it it sounds like no one's ever really confronted you about it or no one's ever 
told you like this is a problem because you continue to do it so obviously you're not really seeing any consequences through this behavior and if you are it's minimal like it's never to the point where oh people stop talking to you or maybe it is but i don't know maybe you just don't give a fuck so it's hard to change that like not giving a fuck you really have something really has to impact you for you to be willing to change but you probably know more about this than i do david because what are you talking about because uh you used to be abusive man that's why to everyone you, you sure about this to yeah to me included and then now <laughs> so you, you, now you're better in my opinion so uh, what happened to you like you you went through this major change because you used to well, be kind of evil evil yeah man let, 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 let the listeners know your side of the story what let, no you okay. one example one example well, well, first of all, this guy used to be really manipulative of uh, people. <laughs> yeah, you did, bro. Uh, back, well, you got to let them know the time the time frame, man. That, that was like uh, t- two years ago, I think. Two years what? ago? No that way. It was like 20... No way. Okay, it, was maybe, high, it was senior year of high school. Okay, well, that was like 2012. Well, years ago. Maybe. No, I graduated yeah. in 2013, I think, so. 2013. It was like 2012. I think it was like 2012, dude. It was like 2012 where... where well, that was like you. Know, I think that was like peak, peak. Twenty thirteen, no, because I think I was out of college. Remember, you weren't. We didn't really talk my senior year. You're right. You're right. I think it was my junior year. So it was like, and summer, I hate to, summer of my senior. I hate I to rehash old, old, old things like that when it's like it doesn't really matter anymore. But yeah. to, now it's just funny. So it is pretty. Back funny. in twenty twelve, it it's I used to like uh, manipulate people. To like, to like get get to like get his own gains or whatever so he would like because we used to argue back in the day like a lot a lot like we didn't see eye to eye at all at all so because i think we were like in two different like places in our lives so this guy used to we used to like just roll with our little crew or whatever and then like whenever me and him got in a dispute or whatever like this guy used his mental prowess to kind of i guess he i don't know to me he would like just whisper things to whisper. to our friends in order for them to like be on his side or whatever and he would know how to like not control them but he he would like know how to play to like their emotions and shit so they can like be like oh yeah this guy is making a lot of sense or whatever <laughs> when in reality if you step back from it you can see that this guy is just being like a, a douchebag about it so so that's you, what, that's so what you were just doing. mad because I had um, mental skills or well, to conversation me, well to skills. me I was trying to like appeal to them with logic but you were using more like emotion so I think they they kind of sided with you because they are like oh or I don't know, like this guy. I don't know. Some this guy was just like a manipulator. Like I said, you. I don't. I'm not a manipulator, so I don't know necessarily how he did it. But I know he would do it because <laughs> I, I wasn't being fooled by this guy. Because you smart. You smart. I wasn't being. I wasn't being played by the facade. So that's what David used to do. He used to manipulate people, and he was a little abusive, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like he would want things his way, and if it didn't go his way, he would get mad, and he would like throw like little fits and shit so yeah man this guy this guy had a problem serious problem man <laughs> and then how did you change david in your opinion um yeah man well you know i'm not and wait well before before we talk about your big change did did you ever like realize hey maybe i do have like maybe i am an ass or some shit no yeah man i was actually gonna get into that well what did we say man what do you say let me talk okay I was, i'm just playing um now nah, man in all seriousness i I think it's funny just looking back as to how it used to be. I, I, it's funny to me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
because I kind of see it, you know, I kind of still, like, still see it. Not that I'm that way now, but I see it now the way I was acting back then. Mm-hmm. But just to answer your quick your question real quick, um, yeah, man, you know, I think you you're kind of you hit it right on the point where you you uh, you told this dude his uh, yeah, man, you as long as you you kind of have to see it, you like self reflect on yourself, you know, you have to know as to okay, what who you are, and what are your bad traits and shit, you know. Um, cause I remember one time, man, I, I think I asked, I asked somebody, I was like, cause it's crazy. Cause you know, you sometimes it's like me back back then I was this evil person. You, you know, you, you call me evil or whatever. So I was this evil person, but at the time I, I saw other people that were evil and I was like, Oh, look, those guys are evil too. So I was able to see other people evilness other people's evilness but not myself um so then there's like I, I forgot who says it but it's like oh usually the reason you hate somebody or hate something in somebody is because you see it in yourself so first it's like self-reflection i think that's key as long as you kind of know what you're doing wrong or what you don't like in yourself i think that's the first step and then to me the second step was also kind of well actually the first step that made me do the self-realization was like something big impactful like pain you know either someone taking something away from you or you losing someone or you know there's different things but usually and nowadays you know back in the days they had like some rituals where you like oh you turn from a boy to a man there was some like type of rituals in the mm-hmm. in the community or in the or in society or whatever but now we don't have those as men right usually for us the typical ritual to us is kind of like getting our heart broken by mm-hmm. a girl or whatever that's usually our ritual because that kind of teaches most men okay well obviously she left me because i was doing something wrong yeah now in my case i went through heartbreak or whatever and then from there i went into like this type of deep depression where i had to basically take a deep look into myself you know because i never done it before i was i thought like you said either it was my way or the highway Mm -hmm. and i think that's wrong man i think that's immaturity and i think it just comes also with time man i think you just have to grow up sometimes Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just grow up at your own pace so some people luckily for me it was when i was younger or when that shit happened now i'm i'm still young you know i'm barely 21 but you know some people have it hit heartbreak or pain or something like that or change like later on in life some people do it earlier uh, but me, I did it, I think, at, at the right time. So then, at the time, I also wanted to, because I was going through heartbreak and I was doing self-realization, I told myself, okay, well, I don't want to ever feel like this again. So I'm never going to be doing, I don't want to do the exact same shit that I did. So that's that's how I changed, by telling myself that. Since I didn't really want to feel any of that again, I wasn't going to be the same person that did the exact same things again. So by doing self-realization, I was like, okay, well, this is what are my bad traits. So this is what I have to change. Yeah, and I, and I don't know what book. I think it was Seven Habits, but there was this part where it just said, at your funeral, how would you want people to like remember you? Like It made you write down the exact qualities that you would want them to say about you. And 
for example, me, I would say, oh, I would want them to say that I was like courageous or whatever. So using those qualities, man, you can just say, all right, well, I, from now on, I'll start acting more courageous and shit like that. Just seeing that, like looking far ahead and just wanting to be acknowledged in a certain way, I think that'll start to lead you down the right path. But I know you also said, or the guy said that he, d at the moment, like, I think he's like very reactive because he mm. doesn't realize he's doing these things. So it just comes like, as, like second nature or whatever. It, he just like acts this way and then later he realizes oh shit I'm, I'm, I was acting that way but at at that present moment he's not able to like he's not able to acknowledge oh shit like I'm being abusive or whatever because your, your family or your girlfriend they shouldn't be afraid to like call you out on it I think you need to be called out on certain things like if you're being like a dick they need to call you out on that shit for you to like well kind of but at the same time as men um, just reading from my other books is that guys don't you know they just want to be accepted at the end of the day yeah uh, but knowing that you in yourself you want to change, and let's just say you do need help, you you can't be um, you can't be scared or think it's wrong to ask for help. Yeah, you know you had to ask for help. In my case, you know there was a point where I went to the doctors right because I was having a physical then, and then at the point I don't know if I was technically depressed or whatever, but I did feel like if I was depressed, and that was my first time ever dealing with something like that. So then. At the time, then that's when I talked to the to my doctor, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, well, you know, I might feel, I might look good like uh, physically or whatever, but I don't think I'm right mentally." And then that's when she told me, she was like, "Well, if you want, you can set up a meeting with a counselor." You know, it's like a lot of people. You know, it's termed or flagged as, "Oh, that's wrong," or "You're crazy," or yeah, or something like that. But she told me that it's not like it's normal. You don't even some people that don't even have like mental issues, they still go and mm -hmm. you know it's good for them. So maybe, um, maybe if you want to try that, I would recommend it. I never done it because in my head, I was like, well, yeah, I, I don't want to be termed like depressed or something. I don't want yeah. like medicine or some shit. Yeah. So I just did it on my own. But like I said, those are I think those there's two advices I, I'd give you. The one thing is since you already did the self reflection, number one is. Um, read books. I yeah. think that's I think that's what helped me a lot is that I started diving into the minds of all these great people, like successful people, people that are that have dealt with this before. You know, mm -hmm. I I can only speak from experience, but these people actually study this. So I I would recommend you check out some books if you need some recommendations. Um, you can I'll email you some recommendations. So that's first, and then the second one I would say is. Try to try to be how do you say in the moment? Because like you said, or like he said, is that sometimes you don't you don't know when you're doing that. But the thing is that it's because you're not in the moment. You know, you just you got to be in the present moment in order for you to actually move past that. But another thing, in case you don't want to, you don't want to do like the present moment is a great thing is that mindset. Like your mindset is important. And I think. Uh, Mike Cernovich touches on this. A lot of these books that I've read touches on this is that your mindset is important. You know, your reality is your reality. Mm -hmm. So try to co try to shift shift your mentality to that of someone like someone maybe a future you or someone that you aspire to be. Like so, in my case, sometimes I'm like, all right, well, would James Bond do this? Like mm -hmm. for example, jealousy, right? Let's say you're hanging out with your girl or whatever, and you get jealous. It's like 
you, instead of um, thinking bad thoughts or whatever, try to put it in your mindset or your head that, all right, well, what would James Bond do in this moment? Mm-hmm. Would he be jealous? Like, no, because he's James Bond. Right. Something like that. I think those, you know, just read and then shift, try to shift in your mentality to be that of someone you aspire to be. That was great advice, man. And, um, you know, wish you luck on your journey because we're all on a certain journey to become just a better person overall. So, like I said, it's always the first step to acknowledge that something is wrong and that you do want to fix it. Because at the end of the day, you really have to want to fix it. Um, and that's why, that's why I think I said, like, that pain comes into play because although you might realize something's wrong, since there are no consequences, you don't really feel a need to fix it. It's only when you... Like David said, when you lose something that you really do feel that crazy, like, oh, I want that person back, so now I do want to change. So, you know, if you really do want to change, um, follow David's advice. That was great advice, man. I was actually going to recommend you read a, a, a book as well, but David will uh, email that to you personally. But regardless, that wraps up this week's podcast, guys. Um, you know, every time we we go on, like, this little hiatus, we always come back kind of sloppy, but we 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 do want to keep doing these podcasts because really we really enjoy providing information knowledge and also just random shit to you guys that we think will help you out and yeah man it's just really good to be back um anything else david Nah, man i think that's it besides obviously you guys know what i'm gonna say follow us follow us on our twitter um twitter handle um level x podcast you'll see more of what we talk about more you know, it's just dope in there, man. Just, just, just amazing. And, uh, you know, email us your questions. We really thank you so much for our first email ever. Um, well, we don't want to say the name, but you know who you are. Thank you so much for sending that to us. We will be answering all emails from now on on the show to help you guys out on your journey. Other than that, my name is Jesus. My name is David. And we are out.